Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word.
but we don't really know how to pray as we ought. For example, there is the Ukraine-Russian conflict, right? And there's a lot of politics going on behind the scenes. People are suffering in different ways. And sometimes we don't know exactly how we ought to pray for the situation. But now, that is where tongues, praying in tongues, is very, very helpful. I would like to read you Romans 8.26. This is now from the Amplified Bible. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray, what prayer to offer, or how to offer it as we should, as we should. But the Spirit knows our need, and at the right time, that is now, intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And if we are focusing on Ukraine, the Russian-Ukraine conflict, it doesn't just intercede for our needs, but it intercedes for the people that we are praying for. And I want, my aim today, my aim today is that if you do not already pray in tongues, I would like to help you to come to an understanding of how important it is. And if you already do pray in tongues, I would like you to encourage you to do it even more. All right? And as we progress through this, we're going to see why it is important to pray in tongues. So now, I can imagine if I was living in Ukraine, if it was where I lived that was being bombed, and my relatives, my loved ones were dying, my child might lose an arm or a leg, I, I can imagine that I would feel like darkness was closing in on me on every side. And I might not know what to do. And a darkness like that that seems to settle in on you, it can either cause you to break down Yes. or break through. But now, breakdown is the natural thing. But the breakthrough, this is why we are here today, ladies and gentlemen, is to be equipped that when such times, and God forbid that they should happen yes. to us, but when they come, we will be equipped to break through, not break down. Amen? And this is what the Lord desires for us. And why? Praying in tongues is a spiritual weapon. Yes. It is a weapon that enables us to break through the natural realm into the supernatural. And we speak about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just a natural spirit. It is the supernatural spirit. And that is where we, we find life. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. There is life in the Holy Spirit, and we need to avail ourselves of that life, of that supernatural intervention of God that we partake of when we stir ourselves up and pray in tongues. Amen? Amen. Now, as I said before, we are natural, we are born, we are born a natural being. That means we are born sinners. Jesus said, that this is born of the flesh, is flesh, 
and that which is born of the spirit mm. is spirit. And then he told us not to marvel that we had to be born again, right? So now when we are born again, we enter from the natural into the supernatural realm. We leave the kingdom of darkness and we are born into the kingdom of his dear son. Sorry? Light, that's it, dear son. Yeah, of his dear son. All right. So now, but now this flesh of ours, we were born into the natural world. We were learned, we were taught to lean to our own understanding, go by what we understand. We were raised up to, to be led by our emotions, right? But now it says, and I will read that to you from Galatians 5, 16 and 17, it says, um, but I say, now I'm reading from the Amplified Classic, but I say, walk and live in the Spirit, controlled and guided by the Spirit, then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are opposed to the desires of the Spirit, for these are antagonistic to each other. So that you are not free, but prevented from doing what you would. So in other words, the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, so that we cannot do what we would. Now, I want to say, the enemy fights us, especially in the area of praying in tongues. Because he fears the connection that will provide for us, the connection it will give us the power and the strength, the encouragement, and so on, that praying in tongues provides. So he seeks to hinder us. But now, I want to say, is it bad that there is hindrance? Like when I said how the darkness closes in, you can imagine on people, for example, in the Ukraine, but you don't even have to be in Ukraine to feel that, even here, with all the stabbings and all the bad things that have happened, sometimes we even here may feel that way. In fact, Somebody says that somebody here this morning has a deep sadness in their hearts. So we don't have to go away for that to happen. Amen? So I want to say, but when you feel like that, when you feel the darkness settles in all around you, think of yourself as a seed, as a seed planted in the soil. When that seed is brought down into the soil, all around is stuck it may feel completely alone, right? So, and what does it have to do? It, is, it has to suffer resistance to break through and to actually be able to shoot up. There's a lot of resistance. But is resistance bad? No, no not no, always. No. Like, if you feel in your spirit, in you, that I just can't pray in tongues. If you feel that there's a lot of resistance, it's not something that comes natural. It's not something you desire to do. You may feel it's like nonsense. This place for peace right now, Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And he has given us your authority right now 
We just command there to be peace outside. Satan, we rebuke you and your evil works that be commanded to stop right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as I said before, if you feel resistant to the thought of praying in tongues, don't give in and don't give up. That is the natural thing. Anything worth something costs something, right? So keep on, like a bird, for example, did you know that a bird, when it breaks through the shell, there's a lot of resistance for it to break through. But that exercise of breaking through stimulates the circulation of the blood in the bird and the strengthening of the muscles. But if you or I were to see that poor bird struggling and would just crack the shell for it, you know what would happen? That little bird might die. It needs that strengthening that yeah. it obtains through the process. <coughs> and that's the same with us. Praying in tongues, it might be something that seems difficult and awkward and not natural. But we need that strengthening yes. in order not to break down, but to break yes. through. Amen? Amen? And I just want to read you John 12, 24. It says, Verily, verily, I mean, when Jesus said, Verily, verily, you pay attention. That means he's about to say something very important. I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides, abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Now, that seed, the flesh of that seed has to die in order for the roots to go down and the spring to come up, right? Yes. Like we also have to die to our flesh, flesh yes. in order to really enter into the supernatural realm. So if it just kills you, quote unquote, to pray in tongues, do it. Do it. Amen? Sometimes we are resistant to the uncomfortable, the unusual, that which doesn't come natural because we actually, we are creatures of comfort. If we, were, if we were to yield to the flesh, but remember the scripture I said, I read that we cannot do as we would because the flesh would stay in its comfort zone all the time. Yes. Take the easy way out. Just That's lean true. to its own understanding. Do what makes sense. But living in the supernatural realm requires faith. Yeah. It requires trust in God. It requires relationship with God. Amen? And that we humble ourselves. Now for us to pray in tongues, we actually have to humble the flesh. Because it seems really, uh, I mean, it makes no sense. Blah, 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 blah. And that's supposed to help. The sounds, tongues might sound like that, right? But let's not be deceived by the flesh. In 1 Corinthians 9.27, 1 Corinthians 9.27, the Apostles, uh, Paul said, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, he said, I keep under my body. That requires some effort. Keep under, keep under what? Keep under the authority of the Spirit. Right? I keep my body under the, if the spirit of the Lord, if the word of the Lord tells me 
to pray in tongues, then that's what I will do, whether my flesh feels like it or not. First Corinthians 9.27. That was First Corinthians 9.27. So that means we cannot do the things that we would, because if we yield to the flesh, it says that if you die, if that seed dies, it brings forth much fruit, much fruit. If we learn to connect with God through praying in tongues, that will cause us to bring forth much fruit, fruit that we in and of ourselves cannot bring forth. Amen? So we must die to the flesh in order to live to the spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, but we also know, we know and understand that we have an enemy that walks about as a roaring lion seeking, seeking whom he may devour. That means he cannot devour anybody. But I tell you what, if we want the easy way out, if we give in to the flesh, then it's much, much easier for him to hinder and devour us. Amen? We need to be strong in the Lord and strong in his grace. And that we do, like I can tell you about praying in tongues. And it's good that you're here, and it's good that you hear this counsel. But if you never do it, will it benefit you? No. If you never do it, if you just hear that, but never do it. The Bible says, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. You may deceive yourself thinking, oh yeah, I know about tongues, I went to church, I heard about that, I'm fine. But if you never do it, then you've deceived yourself thinking you're fine because you haven't benefited from entering into the supernatural, into the power of God, the wisdom of God. Amen? Amen. So, so I would like to read to us Jude 2021. Jude 2021. It says, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So what does it say? It says that when you pray in tongues, you build your most holy faith and you, we keep ourselves in the love of God. I tell you, if we go through that process where we really make praying in tongues a part of us, we will never be the same. That little seed down in the ground, imagine that was you. But imagine you prayed in tongues and that guided you to the light and you became a beautiful plant. That plant would never be the same. It will never just be an obscure little seed. It will be a plant that can grow up and bring forth much fruit. That birdling that fought its way through the shell, it will never just be an egg again. It's a new creature. And God wants to make us new creatures. And how does he does it? Well, we have to be doers of the word. And what I tell you, I'm, I wish I could stand here and promise you that the world is getting better. But I'm afraid I can't. It's sadly, according to 
the word of God, it's not getting better. It might even get much worse than it is today, right? But right now is our time and the opportunity to get equipped, get equipped for our breakthrough so that we have a way to be overcomers and triumphant, amen? Victorious through this life. But we, that won't happen without a struggle. And part of that struggle might be praying in tongues if we don't already do it, amen? Now, I also like to read Isaiah 28, 11, and 12. Isaiah 28, 11, and 12. It says, for with stammering lips and an other tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest, and this is, a, is the refreshing. Yet they would not. So in 1 Corinthians 14, 21, we see that this actually refers to praying in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 21 says, In the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that they will not hear me, says the Lord. Now what is our situation today? He is telling us he gave us the gift of speaking in tongues to build our faith, to keep us in the love of God, to provide a a peace and the rest for us, but will we do it? Will we do it? Or will we just hear about it? We need that strengthening process in order to grow strong and bear fruit for the kingdom. It is not enough for us to hear the word, we must also do it. And we don't do it for his sake, we do it for our sake. I want just to, to pause and give a little personal testimony. I went through some very dark times myself. My heart was very heavy. I'm talking about the past. Thankfully, it's not now. My heart was never heavy, very heavy. And I didn't know how to unburden my heart. It seemed like no words could express or do justice to what I was feeling. But I would pray in tongues. And the spirit, sometimes I would cry, weep, sometimes I would shout and get stirred up. Other times I would laugh. And it just, after, when I took the time to quote unquote pray through, I did not exactly know what I had prayed, but I knew that I came away refreshed. <laughs> I know that I came away encouraged. Mm. And I know nothing that anyone could have ever told me or talked to me or counseled me could have brought that same refreshing, that same new courage, that same strength. Nothing anyone could have said or done for me would have brought about that change in my heart. Many times I changed for a situation to change, but my situation didn't change. But in retrospect, I changed. Sometimes that's what needs to happen. It's not always like the sea. <coughs> the circumstances of the sea did not change. Mm. The circumstances of the bird did not change, but the bird changed, the, the plant changed. And many times, what I found, I was the one that needed to change. Amen? But had I not prayed in tongue, you know that sometimes you pray a prayer, you lean to your understanding, you pray the best prayer you know how, the answer doesn't seem to come, 
and we are tempted to conclude that God doesn't care. And if we conclude that God, God doesn't care about me, how can he say he loves me and he let this and that and the other happen? But you see, when I pray in my understanding, I'm very limited. Because I only see things from my perspective. And so if I let that, then that could cause me to harden my heart and drift away from God. But it's not that God failed, but I did not use the weapons he gave me. And one of them is speaking in tongues. It's a spiritual weapon that helps us to go from this natural realm into the supernatural. And in the supernatural, that's where we get in the presence of God. That's where we find the courage, where we find the strength, where we find the wisdom of God. Amen? So this, my aim today is to really emphasize, let us not neglect this great gift. Remember the Apostle Paul told Timothy to stir up, stir up the gift that is in you. Amen? Let's stir up. We are an army for the Lord. Let's not allow the kingdom, I mean, sorry, the darkness Mm. to quench the light Mm. just before, because we don't want to stir up. I tell you, the rewards of stirring up are worth it. It can mean the difference between life and death. Honestly, I tell you, honestly. Amen? Amen. So... So now, as I said, there's two types of tongues. One is for our personal prayer language, mm-hmm. and the other is like a gift of the Holy Spirit where you get a message in tongues, and only if there's an interpreter do you give it in the congregation. But I am talking about our personal prayer language, right? So I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 14.2. 1 Corinthians 14.2. It says... For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So when we pray in tongues, it might sound like mysteries to us. And we may not think it makes any sense. But we are speaking to God, and he knows exactly what our spirit is praying. I'm sure that when we pray in tongues, it makes a lot more sense to the Lord than when we pray with our understanding. Although we should also pray with our understanding. The Apostle Paul said he does both, right? So I'm not saying we should never pray with our understanding, but I'm really aiming today to help us stir up that gift that we have been given, our personal (coughs) prayer language with the Lord, where our spirit can pray the perfect prayer. Amen? Amen. So 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. So that means actually we ought to sing in tongues as well. Not just pray in tongues, sing in tongues. Amen? Now, so I don't know how much time I have, but the the next little point I have, maybe you can read it on your own. It is 1 Corinthians 14, 26 through 28, but it is about giving a message in tongues in a congregation. But since that is not the topic I'm addressing, 
I'll just let you have the reference, and if you're interested, you can read it in 1 Corinthians 14, 26 to 28. All right? You can go through that at home. Now, I would also like to say 1 Corinthians 6, 2.16. 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Say that with me. I have the mind of Christ. That's not our, in our physical brain. It's in our spirit. Do you know how to draw this mind of Christ out? By praying in tongues. By praying in tongues, we draw out the mind of Christ. We draw out the wisdom of God by praying in tongues. Don't you want to know the mind of Christ? Amen. Don't you want to have the wisdom of God? Amen. It is available to all of us, and we draw it out by praying in tongues. All of us that are born again, believers. Amen? Now, 1 John 2.20. 1 John 2.20. But you have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. No. Do you know all things? No. no? Again, it's not talking about our physical brain knowing all things. We don't, but our spirit man does. Our spirit man is in the spirit, and praying in tongues enables us to move from the natural to the supernatural, more get in the spirit, amen? So that is how we can know all things. And then it says in Galatians 3, Colossians, sorry, Colossians 3.10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we know all things, we have an anointing, and we have the mind of Christ. So instead of saying or even thinking, that we can't, for example, speak in tongues, that we don't know, etc. And by that, if we say, I can't or I won't, what happens? We block what God wants to do in our lives. What does, does he just, does God want us just to sound silly by going, is that what is God saying? He wants to stop us. Encourage us to lead us to the light, lead us to the breakthrough, so we don't break down. Amen? Amen? Amen. So it is for our benefit. Everything the Lord requires of us is for our benefit. Because He created us, He knows what He needs, and He knows how to help us. Amen? Amen. So if we don't comply, if we do not do the Word of God, then whose fault is it if we break down instead of break through? Ours, our fault. Amen? Because if he says this is the safe way to go, I don't feel like going that way. I think I'll just go this way. Then whatever happens over yes. here, it's not his fault. He told me this is the way walk ye in it. Amen? Amen. So now let's read. Um, so let's not block what God wants to do. Let's learn to tap into the supernatural realm and connect with him by speaking in tongues and by acknowledging every good thing in us. Philemon 1.6, there's actually only one chapter, 
So it's verse 6 in, how do you say, Philemon? Philemon. Philemon. That the communication of your faith may become effectual. That means it makes a difference. It works. By, how? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. The gift of speaking in tongues is in you. When you have been born again and have the Holy Spirit in you, the ability is in you. You can do it. Amen? He would not be just to ask us to do something that we can't do. And we can do it. And it is important that we do it. Very important. Amen? Amen so let's acknowledge that we do have the gift yeah. and that we can learn to use it if we will humble ourselves and practice it in simple obedience, realizing that a chain is no stronger than its weakest link. And now I want to speak about that. We are one body. We are the body of Christ, right? But this one body, if you can imagine a chain, if it's, it's a strong metal chain, right? But if one link is broken, the whole chain is broken. And so each of us, none of us is an island. We all affect each other. What I do will affect you, whether you realize it or not. But we are only as strong as the weakest link. That's why for us to win this battle, for us, for example, to turn to Lord's past right side up for Jesus, we all need to do our part. And the first and most important part is that we turn to the Lord and let him strengthen and encourage us, let him build our faith, let him keep us in his love, and let him provide the rest we need from the regular struggles of life. And how? By praying in tongues. That's how we avail ourselves of the mind of God, the wisdom of God, and so on. Amen? Amen. So now, if um, Ephesians 1.18, Ephesians 1.18, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So abound, he has abounded toward us. Abound means to have more than enough, an abundance of. Amen? So this ability, we have that. We have the ability. So we should never say, I can't. The, the I can't is more like, I won't. And that would be very sad, because when we say, I won't, I know, I hurt, but I won't. That's just saying, I'm going to cut myself off from God's help. And that we don't want to do it. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That means like when I now pray in tongues, la 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 bike. Who knows what I just said in tongues? Probably nobody. I don't even know myself because I didn't ask the Lord, right? So that does not mean it's nonsense. It is still the wisdom of God. It is still what is going to build me up, keep me in his love, give me rest. Praying in tongues is important if we want to grow and bear fruit. Amen? Amen. So, our 
spirit praise of us, the part of us that has the mind of Christ, that has the perfect knowledge and wisdom praise. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. Therefore, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. So, when I pray privately, after praying in tongues, I sometimes stop. And I ask the Lord, Lord, what did I say? What have I just prayed? And sometimes I get an impression. Now, I want to speak that an impression is different from a translation. An impression is sort of just a knowing. You get the general gist of what you have prayed. A translation is when word for word for word for word, everything is translated and put down. That's not what it says. It says that he, that he may interpret. We get a general idea of what the Lord. And this is something I would like to encourage all of us to do in our private times with the Lord. Pray in tongues, and then after you have done so, pause and ask the Lord, Lord, what did I just pray? But make sure you have stirred up and that you have entered into the spirit and prayed in tongues for a while. And then do, I once got a vision, and in that vision I saw a rowboat that was just sort of bobbing along the banks of a river. And I got that impression that the banks of the river were like, I was in the boat, I was not on the bank, but that the banks of the river were like the many distractions of life. And I got that, and I got it in relation to praying in tongues, that for me to really get deep with the Lord, I needed to launch out into the middle and be away from the distractions. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes that may take us a little while to get there, because we are distracted and burdened by many things in life. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, it is worth it to take our time to really get in prayer with the Lord. Take the time it takes to be still. Because sometimes our mind races. Oh, what am I going to do about that? And what happened here? Oh, and I mustn't forget. Oh, and not to for, and must remember. I mean, you see, the enemy will do everything he can to distract you once you get in prayer. But don't be persistent. Be intentional. Go for it. Go for it. Amen? Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.